0: Hello, I'm Dan. And I'm Simon. And this is the Wikicast, a podcast where Wikipedia takes us to a random article each week and we talk about what we find. Simon, what are we talking about this week?
1: Well, Dan, today we're talking about the whole town's talking. Is this like
0: a musical?
1: Ne- oh, is it? Hang on. Uh, I No, no, it is not. Okay. Um, I don't think we've ever had this before. It is a film. Ooh. It is a 1935 American comedy film released in the UK as Passport to Fame. Um, we've never had a film before on this show, have we? No. So this no. is this is very exciting. Um, How just...
0: exciting?
1: Okay, so it's an American comedy film starting Edward G. Robinson as a law-abiding man who bears a striking resemblance to a killer with Gene Arthur as his love interest. It was directed by John Ford with a screenplay by Joe Swerling and Robert Riskin based on a story by W.R. Burnett originally published in Colliers in August 1932. Um, Right. Burnett was also the author of the source material for Robinson's screen breakthrough Little Caesar. The film The Whole Town's Talking Uh, and this is from 1926. Um, Wait, what? Oh, Oh, right. Sorry. There's another film released in 1926 called The Whole Town's Talking, which has no story connection to this film. And this story was remade in 1998 as a Bollywood film, Duplicate. Um, Wow. OK, so this is this is fun. What would you like to know?
0: Um, OK, let's what was its critical reception like?
1: Okay. Um response. Film critic and historian Gene mitry Mitri, I'm not actually sure how he's supposed to pronounce that name, and I definitely recognize it, said of the film that it is, quote, wonderfully cut and mounted, woof. Supercharged. Woof. woof. Wow. Taught like a spring. Woof. It is a work Whoa. of total perfection in its genre. End quote. Uh wow, it sounds knows. like he was just describing um you, Dan. Um yeah and Michael Costello of All Movie Guide wrote that quote "Ford directs and cuts the scenes with uncharacteristic rapidity" Sorry, I'm going to read this as a like a newscaster from America in the 30s. Ford directs okay. and cuts the scenes with uncharacteristic rapidity, seeming to enjoy playing off the meek clerk against the anarchic gangster. Wow. Wow, that's, that's some high praise going on here. Yeah. Um, I can't say I've ever heard of anybody in this film. I don't think Edward G. Robinson is the main guy. So okay, right. So the main actor, Edward G. Robinson plays the main character, uh, the law-abiding man. What's his name? Is he? Arthur Ferguson Jones? And he also plays the villain who he looks like. Oh no, that's interesting. Yeah, okay, so this guy, this actor, I just clicked on his wiki, was uh, testified, called to testify at the House Un-American Activities Committee during the Red Scare, uh, but was cleared of any communist involvement.
0: Oh, um, now, have you seen the film Trumbo?
1: No, and this is the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman, isn't it?
0: No, this is the one with um, Brian, oh, Brian Cranston. Cranston. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah
0: it's really excellent and it's uh, it, by the sounds of it it's a, it's a similar kind of setting yeah yeah in this um with the bit with with the hollywood blacklist of yeah uh, communist writers it's a fantastic a fantastic film
1: so this guy uh, who was not a communist just want to put that on the record um was uh basically a Broadway star and he he was in a hundred films. Uh best exactly. remembered for Tough Guy Roles as gangsters in films such as Little Caesar and Key Largo. He also was in um the Ten Commandments, the um Cecil B. DeMille movie. He was the adversary of Moses, Dathan.
0: Oh yeah. Because the guy who played now hang on. Hang on a hot second. So in the Ten Commandments, who played the main character? The actor, uh,
1: what was his name? Did, 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 by main character, do you mean Moses?
0: No, I mean the actual person.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah but who played Moses? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Charles Heston.
0: Yeah. So Charles Heston, I think, was also in Ben Hur.
1: Yep, that rings a bell. Charlton um, Heston. Sorry, did, did I say Charles Charlton?
0: Charlton. Yeah. See, I've read. So my housemate James and I, um, this is going back maybe two or three months now. We sat. I think I may have mentioned it on the podcast. Um, we watched. The original Ben Hur, the nineteen fifty nine.
1: So the Kubrick. Uh,
0: Yeah. uh, No, the William Wyler. Oh, oh, right. The original, original original Ben Hur, not the remake. Right. Um, And if you haven't seen it, wait, hang uh, on, it is incredible.
1: I'm just gonna. I'm thinking of Spartacus. Sorry, I'm being an absolute. Yeah, there Um, there you go. Yeah, Kubrick didn't do anything to do with Ben-Hur, did he? I'm just, just double-checking. No, it was, uh,
0: as I say, 1959. It's oh, it was, old, the year before,
1: it was the year before Spartacus. Those two were only a year apart.
0: Yeah, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. Uh, God, we're falling down the wiki rabbit hole really hard this episode, yeah. aren't we?
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Ben-Hur's really good. And do you know the runtime of Ben-Hur, Simon? Ooh,
1: that's got to be like three hours 20, something like that.
0: Three hours 44.
1: Oh. Good yeah you- James and I
0: James and I got about three bottles of wine in um, <laughs> and we just stacked them up on the uh, on top of the the keyboard and sat down we made some dinner and then we're just like, right, let's do this. and we started watching it at about like quarter past nine. And we went right the way through. Um, it's it's fantastic because it's at this time, it's at this glorious time in Hollywood where there was just there was so much money about. And it was clear it was such an important money spinner for not only the industry itself, but just like tourism to to Hollywood itself and uh, making America look golden, really. So they just mm. threw ludicrous amounts of money and would just build these sets, these colossal sets it's like um, Ben-Hur I would say was one of the bases for you know um, Hail Caesar
1: yes I was thinking I think Hail we went, did we go and
0: see that we did I believe yeah I think we did the uh, Coen Brothers film and it, it, they take a lot of uh, kind of there are a lot of nods to Hail to uh, Ben-Hur in, in that it's very so good I, I'm
1: just looking up I was just curious to see where Ben-Hur sits in the most expensive movies of all time adjusting for inflation And it's not even made it to the top... uh, Oh, God, how many is that? That must be about 30, I guess. Oh, no, it is. No, beg your pardon. It's because I couldn't spell. Um, So Ben-Hur, adjusting... Ah, no, okay. It was in a different bit of the um, article. Right, so it was the most expensive film ever made at the time, in 1959. Uh, Do you know what the budget was? Ooh, I'm going to say 100 million. See, this is the thing, right? How how hollywood budgets have ballooned ben hur was made in 1959 for 15 million dollars yeah awesome that's amazing uh the first movie that cost more than 100 million dollars was actually do you want to guess i'll give you a clue it was 1994
0: star wars no that was done on a really low budget wasn't it
1: star wars uh, it was also released in
0: 1977 (laughs) um not when when were the when were the um uh, the prequels
1: uh, ninety nine. They started in ninety nine. Okay. It was the same year as the Matrix.
0: I was thinking that they they would have thrown stupid money at um, Revenge of the Sith or something silly.
1: I don't know how much they cost actually, but no, okay, no, it was um, it was okay. I'll give you another clue. It was uh by James Cameron.
0: Now what could it be for nineteen ninety four? Not like actually did he didn't do E. T. Did he?
1: No, that was Spielberg.
0: Yeah. No, I don't know. Then tell me. Stu- not.
1: Uh. So he set he set the record actually in nineteen ninety one with Terminator two. Which cost ninety four million dollars. The first right. movie to cost more than a hundred million dollars was True Lies, Whoa. a movie that is literally no one's favorite movie. It's an Arnold Schwarzenegger, kind of, yeah. it's a Schwarzenegger like comedy vehicle, right? Uh, and then that was beaten by Waterworld. That was beaten by Titanic or so another James Cameron. Um, but yeah, so um, but stuff has just ballooned recently. And even adjusting for inflation, the most expensive movie ever made was. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Oh my god! Guess who was in True Lies? Uh, I mean, I know Arnold Schwarzenegger was. Was Jamie Lee Curtis in it?
0: We just said his name, Charlton Heston. <gasps> You're no, yeah, no way, yeah.
1: Oh my that's amazing. god! <laughs> this is why this podcast is cool. Wow, that's so cool. The two little rabbit holes in the in the wiki rabbit hole have just joined up with each other, and we're that Spider Man meme right now that's amazing absolutely amazing wow 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 we were i mean what i I was just saying before i had my mind blown um was yeah the most expensive film ever made was totally it was pirates of the caribbean on stranger tides oh yeah uh which is the fourth one for those of you who didn't keep track um in other words yeah no one's favorite um and the, the second most expensive was age of ultron Avengers Age of Ultron Endgame is in the top is number four Infinity War is number five so three of the top five have been Avengers movies which doesn't exactly surprise me that's
0: crazy Charlton many thanks to Charlton Heston we should contact him and see if oh he's dead never mind I'm pretty sure he's dead Um, yes yeah he died in 2008 bless him at the ripe old age of 84 he's got a bit of a Dick Van Dyke look about him
1: wait a minute wait a cotton picking minute the plot thickens did you know that your version of Ben Hur was not the first version of Ben Hur?
0: Oh no, I think I did know this actually. There was a, there's a is it black and white? The one that you
1: there, uh, there was a silent film version in 1925, which was the most expensive movie made in the silent period. Yeah, I believe Do, the full wow, name Sistrasis. of which is Ben Hur: A Tale of the Christ. Yes. Um, Ben, uh, the final sentence of the synopsis is Ben-Hur is eventually reunited with his mother and sister who are suffering from leprosy but are miraculously cured by Jesus Christ.
0: It's a bloody good film.
1: Wow, I, I've never seen it and I really should dedicate the time to to doing so because it is so yeah. historically significant. Okay, right, well, yeah. that leads us back then by a very strange route to the whole town's talking. Um, yes. Uh, which, uh, so shall I give you the plot? Shall I give you a, a, an overview of what this film is about? Seeing as we've now been yeah, distracted by a shiny trinket of Ben Hur in the corner. Why not? So Arthur and Wilhelmina, oh Wilhelmina Clark, uh, work at the same advertising firm, um, and the Arthur turns to look out turns out to look exactly like a notorious bank robber and is apprehended by the police. After his true identity is confirmed, the DA gives Jones a letter identifying him so he can avoid the same trouble in the future. He becomes a local celebrity and at the behest of his boss begins ghostwriting the criminal's autobiography. This right. Is, this is an interesting idea, actually, uh, with good yeah. nature. But streetwise, Wilhelmina, like, voluntarily acting as his talent agent to see that he gets paid, he then takes advantage of his mild. Oh no! The the criminal then takes advantage of the mild mannered doppelganger and ultimately, uh, like pins his crimes on. Uh, Arthur um, he mm-hmm. kidnaps the criminal kidnaps Wilhelmina Jones' visiting aunt Arthur that's Arthur's visiting aunt and a few others and takes them back to his hideout he then instructs Arthur to make a large deposit for um, his mother's benefit at the First National Bank where police detectives are expecting the criminal to make another robbery attempt but Arthur forgets to bring the cheque and unwittingly leads the police back to Mannion's hideout of course he, he does uh, this this is like a... Okay, it was promising and it's kind of bungling its execution here. Um, and upon arrival, Arthur is mistaken for the criminal by the waiting henchman and quickly realises that he's meant to be the fall guy. When the criminal returns unexpectedly, uh, uh, what Arthur orders the men, oh, so the the, the like uh, lackeys, to shoot the criminal. The police arrive in time to capture the rest of the gang. With mani- with the criminal dead, Arthur collects a reward and takes a long desired cruise to Shanghai. Wow. Of course he does. Um... Not quite sure what to say to that. I mean, that's. It, 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 there's a lot of death for what what appears to be a comedy film. What a, what a crazy movie, huh? Um, mm. uh, it's 93 minutes long. It's in English. It has Lucille Ball, uh, the you know, from I Love Lucy and stuff like that, as a tiny, uncredited part as a bank employee. Jeez. Well, there we go. There's a few little interesting connections, but otherwise, it is. Apparently, it's a work of total perfection in its genre, according to Gene Mitri. Mitri. I, I honestly don't know how you say her name uh, so you know I, I guess we're giving it a bit of a, a tough rub but it does look hang on if, if, you, if I send you on discord the uh, poster it looks exactly like what you'd expect the poster to look like
0: oh yeah wow
1: there we go see classic classic movie poster that's strong looks a bit like Orson Welles Edward G. Robinson You think he's got that mm, all, yeah, he does all movie stars of that era just looked kind of the same it was like stern father figure who might be a spy
0: yeah. You also, that design of that poster, you could easily replace the text and change it with something like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest.
1: Oh, yeah, easily. Or The Third Man. You've got the running yeah, person yeah, in the background Yeah, sure. yeah, absolutely. Can somebody, if I put this in the Discord, like at the public Discord, do you reckon somebody could edit this for, as a, a movie poster for the WikiCast? Or actually, that's a better question is which movie poster do you think would make the best template? For a Wikicast like movie poster, I'm trying to think. Answers like, on a
0: postcard to.
1: But what would what are, like the iconic ones? If it if it could be like E. T. and you're in the basket and I'm I'm peddling the bike as it goes across yeah. the moon. That could work. What? How? Classic movie posters. Hang on. I I just feel like this is this would be an amazing like if we could have a Wikicast poster it would be that would be really funny.
0: So I've just googled famous movie posters and lot. There's lots that would make for hilarious. Um,
1: Greece. I'm looking at Greece right now. <laughs> yeah, Wiki is the, the go- word. Oh, the
0: Goonies one would be great. You holding on to a stalactite with me on holding on to one leg, and then maybe someone like Adam the editor and Dan Hanvey on the other team.
1: You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Goonies poster. Let me just double check this. Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. That I want that. I I want that as our as our poster. That is a challenge for somebody to do it. I, mean, I would say that we do a competition, but the last competition that we did, we had a grand total of one entry. So mm. I'm not... Con- <laughs> not Congratulations con- again to... Uh, we we the- genuinely loved it. We absolutely yeah, it loved it. Was, yeah, it
0: was superb. It was superb. Yeah. I think even if we'd had more entries, that one probably would have won anyway. Because yeah. it was I excellent. watched it. I was
1: laughing my ass off. But yeah, so uh, we'll post a Goonies poster in the discord and people send us your or, or it doesn't add to be this one it could be any movie poster and we will uh we'll have to review it i guess it doesn't really work in podcast but we'll review it in the next episode and uh, we'll tweet them out uh, our favorite ones that's amazing okay well you know what uh, uh oh no i've lost the bloody the whole town's talking there we go the whole town's yeah. talking has given us so some excellent talking points, got to say. Absolutely, unexpected, you know, a, surpri- a, a surprise, but a welcome one to be sure. I don't really want to watch this movie. I would suggest that we do a Wikicast watching, but I genuinely don't care. <laughs> I, don't, I feel I like every time should...
0: I might have to watch it.
1: Yeah, you know, you've, it, it, the thing is, you've actually studied this stuff. It would be well, interesting yeah. for you to uh, to to apply your critical skills. You could you could review it in the next episode. I could. Why don't we do that? Well, I do want you to review something in this episode, Dan. And that is your choral piece of the week.
0: And this will be my piece of the week. Drum roll,
1: please. Right. Hit me with it. What, what have you been... Right. Are you, are you singing this week? Or is, that, is it all Yo, done? Oh, yeah.
0: It's a very busy time. I had Saturday, Sunday services last week and I've got Saturday, Sunday services this week. Oh. We've got the... We had the birth of John the Baptist the other day. Ooh, we've got it's St. Peter's Day on Saturday, this coming Saturday, which is quite big because the Exeter Cathedral is the Cathedral Church of St. Peter. He is our... Of course, big, yeah. Big, ...our kind of patron saint. So we've got some big music coming up. Even Song on Saturday has the spectacular lineup of of uh, Howl's Colreg.
1: Which we talked about in the last episode.
0: We did, we did indeed, uh, as the canticles. And the anthem is Finzi's Full Final Sacrifice. Oh, which banger. is very fine. But neither of those pieces are my choral piece of the week, Simon, because I sang an entirely, it was entirely new to me last week. Uh, and it's, um, I'm going to go as far to say, I'm going to certify it uh, as a banger. Oh,
1: you uh, can't certify a banger.
0: Is, the piece is by uh, Edward Naylor, who we we sing his final responses, and he's a he's a very well-known, he wrote a lot of uh, stuff for King's College, Cambridge. The piece itself is called Vox Decentis Clama, or Vox Decentis. Um, uh, The first line of the Latin translation uh, translates as, a voice says, cry. And I said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass and all its beauty is as the flower of the field. Truly, the people are grass. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our Lord stands forever. It's really cool... That kind text of, we've heard uh, before.
1: That that text yes. was used in. Um, is it uh, ascribe unto the Lord? Yes. Yeah. Or is it blessed be the God and Father? It's one. It's one of those Wesley ones. Yeah. Ah, fun.
0: Yeah. So it's a big old piece. It goes for about eight minutes, but it's really, really epic, and uh, and it it's got these moments of. It's got these kind of three moments of. Quite homophonic texture, then which then breaks out into like a fugue, uh, mm. and then comes back. It's it's brilliant. It's really good. Anyway, Vox Dechantis, cool piece of the week. Give it a listen. Very cool indeed.
1: I shall have to listen to this. Well, actually, um, I don't know. Do you reckon we can get away with at the end of this episode? Do, have you you been keeping up with the stuff from Chapel Choir? Because of course, our old Chapel Choir, ex-University Chapel Choir, was just in Germany for a week. Yeah, seemed to have an amazing time and did some amazing mm. uh, sightseeing and, and singing, sight singing, if you will. Um, yes, and there was a, a great recording that they did of Shannon Doer, which was an arrangement I'd not heard before. Which was yeah, it is good that one i I not, I, who's it? No, I was told by who it was by, and I didn't recognize the name then. It was Imogen told me. But I, are you We can put that at the end of this episode? Michael? Yeah, because so. it's, I don't know, that one. seemed to be that tours and so it goes. Like that was, um, you know, yeah, like a, it's a, a very, very cool piece. But also, there was another piece which I didn't recognize, uh, but Michael said it was his favorite piece. This is now Michael's choral piece of his lifetime.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, John Tavener's setting of Tiger Tiger by Blake. Yeah.
1: I'd never heard mm. that before. It's a quite an, yeah. it's an unusual. I can't say I'm surprised that Michael loves it so much because it is weird. You know, it's, a, it's an unusual yeah. piece. Um, yeah. But, huh. I, 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 I'll include a link to that as well, uh, the recordings for those two that we just talked about in the description for, for you know the show notes because, yeah, they're a bit different, maybe, from what you might expect. Indeed,
0: yeah. Top lad. So, we find ourselves in Patreon corner.
1: Wait, wait, wait! Did we just miss a corner? Do I think we took a wrong turn, Dan? Oh, we- oh,
0: god! Wait, did we? No, it says on my sat nav here that, that that we're we're taking new directions. Uh, we're we're avoiding much like we're avoiding toll roads. We're avoiding um, repetitive, boring conversation that often happens in our uh, in our critics' corner. Well done, well, That's, and I just that's the end of this
1: episode. In that case, uh, what have we learned <laughs> <Yeah>. this way... <laughs>
0: No, we think we're going to going to trial not doing uh, critics' corner because I think, in fairness, because the recording these podcasts are the kind of the only times weekly where we actually speak to each other not over like messenger, and it's very easy to slip into just a oh we're just having a chat. Um, but for to, but to keep things at least fairly kind of concise and hopefully interesting, as we've been shown uh, by our our wiki uh, wiki. Wikipedia.
1: Wikipedia. Wikipedia um, yep. Yeah. he's remembered the name yeah. of
0: it. Everyone. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He's he's good. It can be it can be tremendously interesting, but are oh, just inane ramblings, perhaps, uh, perhaps
1: are not. not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah, d- there's no if you if you would dearly miss critics' corner because you know we we will chat guff about anything. Um, but we thought that we would we know make the show a bit snappier. We're going to make it a bit more like an alligator Dan. It's going to be we're going to make it snappy. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know if this works, then we'll we'll keep it up. Um, that's basically it. But, but now we're in Patreon corner. Dan, what is the Patreon? Well, the Patreon, Simon, is...
0: I mean, it's the backbone. It's the core of, of, uh, of this podcast. We have our lovely our lovely readership, which do... Uh, they do brilliant, wonderful things. Uh, some of those members of the readership decide to support us on Patreon. www.patreon.com forward slash... forward slash the Wikicast.
1: It's, it's back! The slash is back!
0: Forward slash um it's a way to support the podcast basically so uh for for a dollar or five a month you pay for our hosting you pay for our monthly donations to the wikimedia foundation uh you pay for paying our our wonderful editor adam you pay for Um, paying
1: you do indeed
0: yeah yeah you do indeed
1: Yeah, I hope you wouldn't notice that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, never. We've been friends long enough that you know I'm going to take any opportunity to take the piss.
1: Yeah, quite um, right,
0: quite right. So yeah, we we uh, this this uh, this part of the podcast is very very important, and that's why Simon, we we take the time to say a special thank you uh, to to those who support us. Now, for those who are regular listeners, you'll know that I am I am a dog person, and mm. Simon. Is uh, is not. It's safe to say. Well, as Sally, uh, so it's- I
1: think it was Sally LePage once said, "You are a cat, per- uh, but who is a dog person? Whereas I am like a dog, but is a cat person. We are we yeah. are yin and yang in this podcast, truly.
0: Yeah, cat dog. So it's my it's my kind of privilege, I suppose, to say a massive thank you to our top dogs. Uh, those are the people who are donating five dollars a month under the uh, under the honorific." Of of top dog, team dog, easily the best pet out there. So I'd like to say a massive thank you to Ben McMurtry, Eric Shun, Eric Bolliger, Jay Wright, Kyle Much, Luca Schoman, Maggie, Marut Punyawat, Nina Colton, Peter Reed, and Rory Healy.
1: I'm going to do it backwards, Dan. You know what? Because we always do it in alphabetical order and I'm on a wild card who doesn't take any orders from anybody. Uh, So I'd like to say thank you to William Humphreys, Tapio Kirkenen, River Ward, Kirk, Princess Andromeda, Omar Miranda, Oliver Craigie, Oliver Burkhart, Lewis Watson, Leila Medina, Kodzo, John Malian, Isabel Rostrowski, Halfmin Dutt, Hans J Ferdinand Singh Devon Hill Dan Hanvey Cole Mansfield and Charco Cat wow it felt really refreshing hey. to get them in that order that was great I yeah. like that thank you all 20 top cats I think we are still uh, am I correct in saying Dan that we still outnumber you measly dogs you mangy dogs you do
0: we are we have increased I think we were 9 and we are now 11
1: oh um, you know And, you know, these, whether you are a cat or a dog, if you donate to the the Wikicast patron. And, of course, as we said last week, there are other people who donate a dollar a month. I'd just like to randomly shout out a thank you to uh, Megan Mahan, who is a Team Cat patron for one dollar. You guys make the show possible. We donate to Wikipedia on your behalf because, you know, it got us our degrees and everything. And, yeah, as Dan says, pays for Adam, pays for our hosting. It allows us to do stuff, including possibly now a Wikicast film poster, which I think is a great idea. Like a Goonies-style Wikicast poster would be hilarious so especially that-
0: given that we are less than two weeks away from our, to- our second birthday
1: wait hang on wait, wait hang on Dan, Dan I think we may have actually I think we may have balls this up I think it may be our anniversary this week wait what I
0: think I think oh like, are we counting the are we counting the uh, the pilot that, uh, I think oh, I think, oh I think. shit okay I may
1: hang on oh, it's just yeah it was July oh. it was July 6th no it's next week Wait, it's next week Wait, we did ladies and gentlemen. July sixth, twenty seventeen was the first or the pilot episode of the WikiCast, and then July seventh was the first episode. We apparently we just released them one after the other. That's weird I think
0: we did a double we did I think we we recorded them back to back.
1: Did we? I honestly can't remember. Well, well that's next yeah, week. Next is. week is our anniversary special. And um, yeah, it, it, so I don't think we'll get like Wikicast merch ready in a week, but I really no. like the idea of getting a film poster because that, that's something that you can put up in your room and it's like, it's not advertising for the show. I think it's just a cool thing. But like, hey, it's those weirdos that I listen to on the internet. Um, yep. That'd be great. That's oh, fantastic. Us. So yeah, if you support the, us on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the Wikicast, you make all of this and more, and Clark, Possible, so thank you very much. Uh,
0: Very fine. Top lad. So, from last week's amazing episode, where we introduced a new corner to this uh, to this glorious podcast, uh, we find ourselves in. uh, I think, yeah, that. That acoustic sounds right. Yeah, we're in the uh, we're in the Wikicast Chapel. And, Father uh, Daniel, for, would you like to time take your for place? Simon. <laughs> we're well, back.
1: <laughs> the the accents which absolutely everybody loved <laughs> <laughs>
0: in the chapel of Pedantry County,
1: uh, yeah, in, in Ireland. <laughs> um, so yeah,
0: we're in we're in Confessions Corner. Um, this if you're if you're joining us at the podcast for the first time or you didn't listen to last week's episode, uh, we've uh, we've had a shift around with corners uh, and crisis corner has now been replaced um, with confessions uh, this is a time where you listeners can email in with uh, an embarrassing confession again anonymized much like the previous uh, previous corner and uh, we we will uh, not only give give our thoughts on on your confession but also uh, grant you some tenuous redemption
1: some absolution everyone gets absolved in this corner we have yet i I feel like if somebody could like what is the limit if somebody owns up to war crimes i'm not sure if we're qualified to give absolution in that case no
0: i think Um, i mean we can we can give our own absolution if necessary but it's not going to hold up in a court of law
1: yeah um that sounds like a good idea to me (laughs) okay
0: wait well so without further ado simon we should start uh, we should uh, Let's ring the church bell and uh, open the doors and the uh the villagers can come in seeking seeking absolution. So we've got, right. Uh, right. I mean, Dan- we have Right, just put the dog put my dog collar on. Uh, it helps with the voice. <laughs>
1: it feels a bit rough when he's got it on.
0: Right, uh, that's better. All right, okay.
1: right. We have a we have a anonymous person coming in to the confession booth. It's anonymous. And they say forgive me fathers for I have sinned. There is a TLDR section at the end, but I just read this, and holy sht, we are reading the whole f***ing thing. Um, Once upon a time, I was on a stag do in Exeter. I didn't really know many of the people on the stag, as it was from my now brother-in-law, who was a good few years older than me, and he hadn't really socialized much before. It was a bit awkward. Many drinks were had. Stag do stuff was stag done. Being a uni Mm. student at the time, I was handling my drinks better than most. Hashtag lad. Hashtag not really. We went to a club <laughs> I was feeling frisky Question mark I ended up chatting to a woman Who I thought was my age And we started kissing Etc Now this is all a bit awkward Because the whole stag was watching So I asked her if she wanted to leave She did Now here is the problem We didn't want to go back to my hotel room As I was sharing with a few other people on the stag And I thought privacy was something that might be needed She didn't want to go back to hers as she didn't want to Quote Wake the girls And insert random male name here I assumed she meant her flatmates we went for a walk, getting friendly as we did. We walked past Exeter Cathedral, which I was fairly familiar with due to childhood trips to Exeter. We found a nice looking tree. Things got more friendly. Suffice to say, oh she used her mouth to make me happy, and I used my hands to do the same to her.
0: Wow, that's the most, also incidentally, the most severely autistic <laughs> description of a night going well. I love it. Brilliant.
1: Uh, just to reiterate, Dan, this was in a tree by Exeter Cathedral. <laughs> Uh, I'm never going to see
0: the green the same
1: Once we were finished she said she wished we could take me home to the girls Quote, because it would have been nice to them I must have inquired about them or something as she soon showed me the pictures the oldest girl she said was 11 the youngest was 4 or 5 they were her daughters No, (laughs) she was a mother of (laughs) 3 she was 32 (laughs) Jesus Christ the male she had mentioned was her (laughs) fiancé I would like to point out that I did not know this until after the fact. TLDR: oh my
0: God.
1: I got a blowy from a 32-year-old engaged mother of three in a grounds of extra Cathedral <laughs> on a stag do.
0: Yes, anonymous. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, my my, uh, my dog collar slipped off there, but good, good. This that is going about.
1: into this is going into flea bag territory now.
0: Um, this is absolutely incredible.
1: Wow, Anonymous.
0: Wow, wow. <laughs> what a time to be alive.
1: I mean, brother Daniel, would you like to take the lead on this absolution? I feel like you... you <laughs> what
0: the f***? Well, I, there's, there's so much. There's so much to this email.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah, I think we need some f- movers down because there's so much to unpack.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Back in the JCB because we, don't, we can't shift all this. Um, oh my God. Crikey, okay. Well, you know what? What I would say... Anonymous, I think you've done the right thing. You know, you've, 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 you've treated the, the, the lady well. You, you were gracious. You, uh, you clearly both had a good time. So that's, I think that's fairly harmless. You, as you say, I'd like to point out that I did not know this until after the event. So I would say, you know, let bygones be bygones. Let narwhals be narwhals.
1: <laughs> I think you didn't know anything. About this, there was no way you could have known this. You judged them to be your own age. No. You have done yeah. nothing wrong here, Anonymous. No,
0: um, it's entire, it's all consensual. It's all you know. It's all happy days. Uh, it also Sorry. makes for it also makes for a brilliant a brilliant story. I just
1: read um, the TLDR again. but I just couldn't stop laughing. So. <laughs> Oh, it had to be Exeter Cathedral as well. Why did it have to be Exeter Cathedral? That's amazing.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to probably be walking past that tree today. Oh, wow.
1: I'll say a little prayer. For Anonymous Godwood. Oh, well, Wood. Well, yeah. well, Anonymous, in the name of the Clark and the Maw and the Holy Danvi, you are hereby as all of your, of your sin. Now maybe do some community service outside Exeter Cathedral to get rid of all the yeah. sin out there.
0: Incredible. <laughs> Absolutely Incredible. And we have our next, uh, our next member of the uh, of the of the uh, congregation. Please, please, my child, come in, sit down. Pull the pull the curtains. Anonymous says, "Forgive me, fathers, for I have sinned. For in year twelve, I wrote and submitted as my final assessment some incredibly homoerotic fan fiction about some boys in my English writing class."
1: Oh God! Because I, I, I thought it was going to be us. I thought, <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be our fan fiction.
0: some incredibly homoerotic fan fiction about some boys in my English writing class because one of their fathers was a politician who was one of the most (gasps) prominent anti-LGBT plus campaigners for my state I got an an A plus and I'm still laughing about this (laughs) incredible wow
1: well anonymous there's no sin to be forgiven here that's awesome that's not yeah
0: that's that. That's 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 not a sin. That is, uh, you're a saint. I think you're actually going to that's, be. Uh,
1: that's simply incredible.
0: Yeah. Well, very nice. Very good. Uh,
1: uh, wow. I, 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 I. Gosh. Can we give? Do we have the authority to give out sainthoods? Can we? Can we canonize people?
0: <laughs> I think. I think we can. Yeah. County
1: pedant saint.
0: Yeah. There we go. But uh, anonymous, considering that you've asked and and uh, despite the fact that I'd say this is not a sin that requires absolution
1: mm.
0: in the name of the clock and the more and the holy Danvi you are absolved from your sins
1: may God have mercy upon your soul I really hope that he, uh, I just can't I'm sorry my brain is broken That that's great these have been the two yeah. two of the best emails we've ever had holy <laughs> holy Christ everybody well if you would like to confess to something, and it can be as big and epic as these two, or it can be the most bizarre, or even made up thing if you want, why not? If it's funny, um, do pop us an email at spongeelectricachibo.com with confession corner in the uh, subject line, and we will anonymize everything that's sent and uh, guarantee we should... you an absolution.
0: We should also say, uh, you know, we've uh, now that we've gone through those confessions. Simon and I are walking back through the church now, and we're just going to glance over to the community board where we've got the uh, the parish fundraiser for the new roof, and uh, and I think there's going to be a bake sale in a couple of weeks. We actually have a little uh, a little note um, that's signed off um, from the cacti crook, who you're the cacti crook, the cacti crook. Remember. You'll remember from uh, from last week, uh, just a little uh, a little note here saying, "Hello, fellows! Hearing you absolve me of my double sin has lifted a large weight from my shoulders." Since my days since my days of tevery, I've started to grow as a person and a horticulturalist, but I'm still not super a super apt plant parent. Enclosed is a picture of my current plant collection. It's mainly comprised of rather small succulents, only one cactus. Since they are relatively easy to care for, I'd love to get some larger plants, and would welcome any recommendations uh, of the two of you or the readership may have.
1: I could definitely recommend uh, aloe vera's. They're they're very nice. Aloe vera. Aloe, first you drink. Aloe vera. Is that your name, Mary Poppins? Um, What's that got to do with my knob?
0: That's a bed knobs and broomsticks reference to anyone who thinks I'm being crude.
1: Uh, no, surely not. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, uh, aloe vera. We got one downstairs, uh, which uh, Pix- pixel girl has. Whatever the opposite of green fingers are, whatever she touches c- tends to die. Um, but she, we've kept this one alive uh, mostly due to my interventions. Uh, but and th- that's really nice to take care of. Actually, it's quite rewarding to take care of. I'd say so. Yeah, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd recommend an aloe vera. Do you have any plants? You've got herbs outside, haven't you?
0: I've got Simon. Do I have plants? I have. An absolute plethora of things growing in my garden. My uh, my sweet peas are flowering. They smell and look divine mm-hmm. uh, on the little kind of bamboo teepee that I've made for them to climb up. Uh, I then have a load of herbs. I've got three different kinds of strawberry. I've got some blackberries. I've got some red currants. I've got some runner beans. I've got some lemon verbena. I've got several different kinds of um, lavender. I've got some cotton lavender, which looks lovely, and some French lavender. Um, it's all very exciting. It's go, go, go here. You may as well call me Monty Don, because <laughs> I, uh, I think as of next year, I'm going to be presenting the Royal Chelsea Flower Show.
1: It's going that well. I mean, yeah, wow. It really is. I, I, I mean, I always believed in you, Dan, but that's that's really quite yeah. something. That's
0: Herbs are brilliant, though, especially if you're growing, even if you're growing them on, inside on like a kitchen windowsill because you, they're there for when you want to use them in cooking. Um, but they also perfume the room quite nicely and they mm. require really very little maintenance. a Water every couple of days, um, crack open a window to get a bit of fresh air in. But I, I find having plants in the house is really lovely.
1: Oh, good. fantastic. Well, the cacti crook. There you go. That's some stuff that you might be able to keep alive. Uh, and yeah. improve your horticultural skills well i'm glad that we have that notice board installed that's 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 absolutely. very useful actually and it's yeah, nice it to is. see that the, the roof fundraiser is going so well um but yeah
0: absolutely and please do pencil in that date in all your diaries uh listeners we will be having the parish bake sale in a couple of weeks so do come along and um mrs uh, mrs smith is going to be doing a tombola it's going to be really, it's going to be very exciting,
1: yes, please do give your responses to, to, to Miss Smith. Well, I think we should get rid of the out of these stuffy clothes dan, fully strip off, run down oh. the central aisle, and get dive immediately into correspondence corner. Well, Dan, now that we've been unencumbered of our clothes uh, and we are sat here, it's very warm. It's got to be said. It's very, very warm in the UK right now. Uh, So I'm quite glad of this. And we have some correspondence. Uh, And I have an email here from Matthias, who writes, Dear Messrs, Clark and more, or Cat Dog, I'm glad to see that the Wikicast is back on a regular schedule. I mean, so far. I mean... That's not an unfair comment. Uh, we, we're not the best in the past, but we are t- committed now. Um, I don't yes. know if you recall, but around a year ago, I asked for your help regarding moving or not to the opposite side of the globe um, mm, I remember for a this. PhD program. I do remember, and I'm glad to let you know that things are great here in Singapore. Food oh, is fantastic. Um, food is amazing, but I'm already kind of sick of the everlasting 32 degrees Celsius every single day. Um, yeah, that that sounds about right. Um, and yes as exactly as you predicted I'm pretty much the only Latino on campus um, so well, I'm so glad that it's all going well Matthias that's fantastic that's brilliant or, or was it Matthias I can't remember if we pronounced it wrong last time we probably did knowing us um, and uh, they continue Matthias continues in regards to your question about books I recently read Flowers for Algernon as a suggestion from PewDiePie's book review series it's actually quite enjoyable if you don't watch it I didn't even know that he had a books review series and I really like it I think both of you would enjoy it because it revolves around ethics in human experiments and the quest for knowledge I've heard of flowers for Algon that sounds interesting okay and additionally I read a quiet uh, sorry A Little Life quite a thick book to be honest but a por Dios what a story it's actually quite tough to read fits nicely for emotionally masochist like myself um, mm. wow uh, and finally I binge watched this weekend When They See Us on Netflix and sweet black baby Hazel Cristo what an amazing miniseries I totally recommend it alongside the Oprah special When They See Us Now um, when they say I've not heard of that I'll give that a quick when they mm. see us I've not heard of this it is about uh, the events of the 1989 Central Park jogger case and explores the life of the families of and the five male suspects who were prosecuted in 1990 on charges related to the rape and assault of a woman in Central Park New York City huh I've not even heard of this I'll have to give that a look mm. that's a very high, highly recommended uh, from the Wikicast readership so I'll give that a go uh, keep up the good work um, un abratho Matthias Age fifty-six divided por dos. That's the, a verbal compound fraction. I like that. Strong. Uh, well, thank you, uh, thank you very much for your for your message, Matthias. So glad to hear it's going well.
0: Yeah, that's brilliant. We have another piece of correspondence here, and I can already tell this is going to go brilliantly because I can't pronounce the first two words. Spiffy. <laughs> this uh, this is from Connor, and Connor says a charity. Oh, that's what I'm going going with. <laughs> okay, Simon, cool. Simon Simon O'Cleric and Daniel McMahon, as an Irish person Oh dear Who oh. listened to your previous episode Featuring the brand new confession corner f- you
1: <laughs> <laughs> It was that <laughs> It was that blunt <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: I am from Dublin Where the majority of the Irish populace- populations live And most people from here do not sound at all Like whatever your accents you're attempting Some priests may As they're mostly from the country I think you'll find they're from the county of pedantry. Um, Dublin accents, I don't know if you've heard many, are either very posh or the exact opposite. A Naka Chav accent. I don't know what the equivalent in England, black and tan land. It's not racist, I swear it would be. Oh yeah, I like the black country accent. Mm. Um, sorry for the excessive brackets. Go Nieri Tiad Liat. Spelt c o n c h u b h a a i are in irish for some reason i think
1: i think you mean conchub hair
0: yeah conchub hair yeah ah oh, conchub hair i'm good <laughs> to see you uh, age 367 hemi demi semiquavers very
1: nice very, very nice good. well
0: sorry i mean i'm sure that you're not going to be the only uh complainer in fact simon i'm fairly sure we can check how many listeners we have in ireland
1: uh, i'll do that tell you what because uh, he had there was a yeah. follow-up uh email as well i just noticed
0: there it- oh yeah, and see, now this is interesting. Uh, a follow-up, uh, an Irish music recommendation, the Cranberries. Don't know how popular they were over in England. Now I know the Cranberries.
1: With their tanks um, and their guns in your head, in your head, um, they're fighting. That's them, right? That's the yeah. zombie.
0: Yeah, yeah, zombie, yeah. Very, very good band. But thank you, Conchub Hair, for that piece of... Uh-
1: so this month... We've had 174 downloads in Ireland, so not that many. Um, Fair enough. That's one of our top... Hang on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's our ninth most popular area this month. Um, Wow. But there we go. I don't know if you noticed, Dan, but in um, uh, Podbean, this is purely an aside now from the show, ladies and gentlemen, there is now an Australia tab where it will tell us which counties or area. I'm not sure what the technical term is. Which states States. in, in Australia we're most popular in. Um, so that is very you, cool. We're most popular in New South Wales. We have 193 downloads there, followed by Victoria, where we have 153, and then Queensland with 92. Um, they kind of game up on the naving after that, because after that, it's just South Australia and West Australia. <laughs>
0: Victoria is the best state. And I say that, that's because that's the only state I lived in. But
1: Well, you know, at least there's a reason for saying so. Okay, well, so there we go. We do have listeners in Ireland, and they, we're probably going to have none next month.
0: And we have 312 downloads uh, in the last month. Uh, in Ontario
1: Oh I do love Canada I do love Canadians God, Yeah great
0: I've never been to Canada I'd love to
1: go I'd love We could do Oh that's a that's a stretch goal For the Patreon Wikicast paid trip to uh, Canada and Australia Never mind a meet yeah, up in mini- the UK Go straight for the home uh, run In Canada
0: <laughs> Yeah yeah Little mini break weekend
1: Now we have an email From Emily uh, Emily Aspring Now you may remember Last time That we uh, were asking How does does Emily Pronounce her name um, and she just basically says, hi, it's ah. me, Emily. I just put caught up with the podcast and listened to the 64th episode. Thank you for the shout out. Team dog for the win. Okay, this is going to hey. Uh I've attached hey. a sound file of the pronunciation of the A and my last name. It's Swedish, not Danish. Winky face. Oh. But very sorry. It's, it's Viking. Whatever. It's Scandinavian. Um, keep up with the good work. Been looking forward to more episodes during the summer. Best regards. I'm just going to give this a listen. Yeah,
0: I'm going to do it too.
1: The A with a little halo on top in my
0: last name is pronounced like O. So my last name
1: is Oarsprink. Oh, it's pronounced all. Uh-huh. Oh, that's a cool name. It's Oarsprink. Give it a listen. She's got a lovely voice, actually. Emily, I've got to say, that's, that's a also, very pleasant voice. Emily, what a pleasant, yeah, what a pleasant voice. Good you Lord. could do audiobooks. That's, hang on, I'm, I'm yeah. just, just going to listen to this again. Hang on. Talk yeah, about yourselves. Too. I would wow. legit pay you to uh, narrate an, an audiobook, Emily. That's amazing. What is
0: it with... Listeners of this podcast and having amazing voices. I don't know, but I like. We've it. had this, and we've had it with my throwback to my forehead.
1: Oh, yes! I've tuned about into your a stream forehead.
0: once and completely lost my mind at how relaxing and just lovely, yeah, uh, and calming that was. Well, Emily Ospriink. Good heavens! What a what a what a find! What a voice! What a find! Ten out of ten.
1: Would 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 mispronounce again?
0: Yeah. So we're we're nearly at the end of the podcast, uh, but we're uh, we're going to return to a much loved favourite uh, area of of this uh, of this old thing that we do uh, with a little bit of fan fiction. We haven't had oh, this in a while. Exciting! Uh, we've got some we've got some new stuff in, and uh, and we have we think we still have some stuff. Uh, yet to yet to be uh yet to be released so mm-hmm. uh, stay tuned for upcoming episodes where we'll try and uh, we'll try and get back into the uh, into the habit um but this piece of fan fiction comes in from Liam uh, and he says dear Mrs. Clark and more I just wanted to say a quick thanks for producing the podcast I'm so terribly delighted to have it to have it returned to our Airways I've attached some fan fiction that I've written for you of all the genres that we've seen so far on the podcast I don't think we've had superhero. Ooh. I don't think we have
1: no, unless you count Corin. There was that time that Corin saved us in the uh, case of the deleted pixels, and he is kind of a superhero but otherwise no Actually, uh, haven't.
0: Liam goes on to say excuse the quality I'm a bit rusty I do have an MA in creative writing but I've not put it to use for the last three years as I trained to be and subsequently became a teacher although now this is coming to an end as I soon get to get uh, go back to university to complete a PhD without oh, further ado wow. I present to you the first episode of the WCU Wikicast Cinematic Universe please do let me know what you think cheers Liam Knight so without oh. further ado the WCU episode one an old foe returns WCU. Episode 1. It was a grey and dismal day in Exeter, the kind of bleak, oppressive grey that renders the city monochromatic. A flock of pigeons, beady-eyed and rascally, whirred into action, streaking across the sky, grey on grey. They landed on top of the cathedral, up there, they pecked at the Indeterminable specks cooed and were generally pigeony in their conduct. They seemed to not notice the noises emanating from below. With a swish of his robes, the choirmaster made a cutting motion in the air. The singing ceased. And that, he said, his voice caramel, is that. Good rehearsal, everybody. See you next week. A young man with the frame of a prepubescent girl pushed a pair of spectacles <laughs> up the bridge of his nose. Thank you, Liam, so much. He cleared his throat. <laughs> for his throat felt tight after practice and winced a little. He tried to disguise the fact. You okay? One of his choir, master, choir mates asked. Y- yeah, he replied. His boyish voice... Y- yeah. His, his boyish voice... <laughs> <broken> <laughs> Do you have Dostoevsky? <laughs> F*** off. Just, just a little tired. Thanks for asking. He collected his things and made a dash for the cathedral's exit. Various choir mates tried to engage him in conversation, but he swatted them away feebly, mumbling an apology each time. Rudeness was not something that he ever wished to be known for. He Once outside, he slumped against one of the cathedral's walls. He massaged the temples of his impressive cranium, thank you, resisting the urge to vomit. I'm fine, he told himself. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Try as hard as he could. He couldn't quite convince himself. The rehearsal had been excellent. Of course it had. But he couldn't shake the feeling of well, he didn't quite know what to call it. It took him a while to realise the peculiar shade of grey that the sky had become. Prior to rehearsal, the sky had been a serene blue. A part of him wanted to simply put this down to the unpredictable southwest weather, but he knew better than that. There was something oddly familiar about the exact shade the sky had become. Daniel heard a flutter from above. He craned his neck to get a look, but could not. So he left the cathedral's wall. After a few short paces, he could see a rabble of pigeons on the roof. They were flapping frantically, a veritable cluster of panic, their wings making a paper-like noise. Beyond, or rather around, the disorder was something large and vividly yellow, yet indeterminate in shape. Daniel blinked a few times and rubbed his eyes, and once he set uh, set his sight back on the roof, there was nothing out of the ordinary. All he could see was pigeons, lots and lots of pigeons. I need a drink. Exeter High Street was awash with activity, shoppers clad in summer clothes, hustled and bustled about the place, overstuffed bags dug into hands, children moaned, dodging dodging the torrent of humanity. Daniel made, that's what a brilliant sentence, dodging yeah. the torrent of humanity. Daniel made his way to a shop that might stock cool and refreshing beverages, which happened to be, being Exeter, a pret, of course, as it was full, <laughs> as he expected it to be. Daniel stumbled towards the counter, head thumping, and ordered a water through clenched teeth. The cashier handed him a bottle. Daniel noticed that it was made of glass. Daniel did not like glass. Upon seeing the quizzical look on his face, the cashier remarked that it was a brand new... There was a brand they were trialling. Daniel shrugged and paid, left the counter, snapped the cap off the bottle, and hastily guzzled about half its contents. I'm okay, he told himself, gasping as he massaged his temples again. Despite the drink, the headache had developed to the level where Daniel's vision had started to blur. He felt insular. The outside world seemed to retreat away from him. He recalled the strategies that he'd used for these headaches. He knew that he had to get home and quick. Daniel did not notice that the high street had emptied. Daniel did not notice the faint crackling sound in the air. Daniel did not notice that he was being watched. Left, right, left, right, left. All Daniel could focus on was mu- making each footstep count. The pavement, fluctuated from beige to grey and back again. A Hobbit's Tale by Bilbo Baggins. He walked... <laughs> I added that, as I couldn't resist. He walked as if on autopilot. Home. <laughs> he, he needed to be You sound so f-
1: home. pleased with yourself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a familiar pressure was building, and it was spreading down his vocal cords and diaphragm. If he were to describe it, Daniel would say, it felt a lot like a heavy, hot balloon pressing outward all the time. Once he got home, he would loosen the panel at the back of his cupboard under the stairs, descend into the soundproof booth, oh God, and release... <laughs> Um, Okay. Many things would often appear on Exeter's pavements Chewing gum, cigarette butts, the occasional coin Daniel was familiar with these sights Especially in the city's many winding and twisting narrow alleyways One of which he was now in What he was not familiar with the sight of, however Was that of crispy, twitching pigeon in the middle of the pavement Hmm. He stopped in his tracks and dropped his glass bottle It remained intact He swore The smell of charred pigeon brought vomit to the back of Daniel's throat Its eyes were wide and frozen, an outstretched talon grasping at nothing. Its feathers were blackened. Trying to ignore the prospect of germs, Daniel picked up the pigeon and put it to one side of the pavement. ''How kind,'' came a voice, ''although I would expect nothing less from the tenor.'' Daniel looked up, his senses suddenly sharp. A large humanoid figure, solidly yellow, was stood before him. It had no discernible features, and yet Daniel knew it well. ''I I I thought we defeated you once and for all.'' He could not help his voice tremor as he said this, his vocal cords aching. The yellow figure looked at Daniel for a moment. Or he thought it was, at least. The air around it crackled and hummed. The dim alleyway seemed brightened by its presence. Daniel thought he saw a smirk. My associate and I aren't that easy to defeat, you fool. It tilted its head back and laughed a deep, chilling laugh three times. (coughs) It shot its right wrist outwards and a jolt of electricity sprang forth, nimbly, nimbly, (laughs) nimbly. son of loin (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah
0: Daniel Daniel weaved to one side of the jolt his shoulder scraping against the brickwork to his side he inhaled sharply and flared his nostrils the pressure was building he knew what he had to do Daniel channeled the pressure from his hand his head vocal cords and diaphragm and collected them at the singular point at the top of his throat looking directly at the yellow figure he sung a high mournful note it blossomed out from his mouth and tore through the air. In an instant, dust seeped out from the brickwork. The pigeon visibly lifted from the floor and Daniel's glass bottles smashed. A sonic blast reached the yellow figure, who braced, dug their heels into the floor and crossed their forearms in front of their face. It was pushed back a couple of feet, yet remained upright. You're rusty, it smirked. This pleases us. Daniel cleared his throat and prepared another sonic blast, but to no avail. The yellow figure clicked with his right hand and with a crackle and flash of blinding yellow light, it vanished instantly daniel ran and ran and ran everything seemed clearer now his headache had mostly subsided panting he withdrew his phone from his pocket and dialed a familiar number the tone rang three times hello came the desired voice (laughs) it is i dr simon clark phd (laughs) how can i be of assistance simon it's me dan look daniel my boy "'How are you? It is time to record already.' <laughs> "'No, Simon, look.' "'Did you know that I have a PhD?' <laughs> Simon, the diminutive man, the diminutive man's tone, said it all. "'Listen, Simon, please.' "'Daniel!' "'The headaches,' he trembled. "'The headaches, Simon, they're back.' There was no response. Somewhere in the distance was the sound of thunder. "'Simon, Simon, did you hear me? "'The head- headaches are back. I repeat, the headaches are back. "'I, I thought we defeated them last time, Simon.' A voice returned on the other side of the line, suddenly serious. The weatherman is on his way. End of chapter one.
1: Oh, <laughs> why was Ooh. I Russian? Why? I
0: don't know. <laughs> You've, you're, you're given your own weird syntax, so I thought I'd do it justice.
1: What? What was my syntax? What was it? Sort of italicised or something like that?
0: Periodically italicised and um, periodically capitalised and and not capitalised.
1: Oh, like the SpongeBob meme. Yeah i see wow i mean i enjoyed that that was uh, brilliant that's that's got legs so i a it's like, like the doctor that's i'd like to yeah i'd like to hear some more from that that was that's fantastic yeah. well dan i think that's a that's a spiffing end to the episode i have gotta say we, we haven't had oh, fan, so. we haven't read any fan fiction for a while the, the great return and investment absolutely loved it mm,
0: for sure so simon what have we learned today
1: Well, Daniel, we've learned about when they... No, we don't. That's the wrong Wikipedia article. The Whole Town's Talking, a 1935 American comedy film starring Edward G. Robinson and not starring the guy from Ben-Hur, which we ended up talking about for probably much too long. Um, This was a... a, a, What was it? Charlton Uh, Heston. That was the one. Uh, this was described as a wonderfully cut and mounted, supercharged, taught like a string, work of total perfection in its genre, which we're not going to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, yeah, we talked about um, costs of Hollywood films. Uh, we talked about we fo- uh, posters. If you do want to send us a film, film poster, at The WikiCast, Cast, that would be hilarious. We could maybe do some merch of that.
0: We had a lovely new uh, choral piece of the week, Vox Dicentis, by Edward Naylor. Very mm-hmm. worth a listen. You can listen to that on the playlist. Uh, which will be in the show notes of this episode.
1: We skipped out Critics Corner. Uh, do let us know what you thought about the change to the show. Uh, and then went on to Patreon Corner, where we, you know, said thanks to the patrons, as we do every week, because you people make the show possible.
0: And then we ended with some really excellent confessions uh, from the from the chapel in County Pedantry and, uh, and some really brilliant correspondence ending with what I think you'll agree Simon is a very promising sounding uh, fan fiction
1: very prom, very promising very much looking forward to that thank you so you got you, the readership are way more talented than us we're just a conduit for their talent Stan
0: we are we are we're simply empty vessels to be we filled we don't even
1: have we, we, we. all our job is is to speak nicely into microphones and as we've now found out the, the readership has better voices than we do we should yeah. just pack the whole thing in
0: And that's all for this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your podcasting service of choice. You can like us on Facebook. And if you'd like to see our faces, check out our YouTube channel, Spongy and Electric.
1: Confessions, thoughts on the new structure of the show and other thoughts on the show can be sent to us at spongyelectric at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you.
0: Join us again for another tumble down the wiki rabbit hole.
1: And And we'll see you you next time. time. And now, as promised, just to close off the episode, this is Shenandoah, arranged by James Erb and performed by the University of Exeter Chapel Choir. Enjoy.